go and see the plug, what's the hell? Why let it go for the low, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? Okay, listen to that boy on radio, you get the bottom eyes. If it didn't drop, night show, apologize. K1, the Sean Beasley on the rise. Thursday, 8 p.m., when it's time to ride. No Spotify, I will never compromise. Get the tune in app, that's the power line. What a ice radio, the bottom line. Tune in, stick to it like an alibi. K1, a good money, that's the dollar sign. Sean Beasley, get a bird, then it's finalized. If it's all about a name, what else can I say? Find out what's poppin' when you drop it by. You gotta go and see the plug, it's the hell. Why you let it go for the low, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? What's your favorite radio show, what's the hell? Yo, it's the Drop Light Show, and we back here on Water Ice Radio. We got a special guest in the building. Yes. We have Tahi Chappelle. Oh, Thanks yes. for having me. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> We finally got you in here because last week we had to reschedule you. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Thank, thank you guys you, for having me. Thank you, me. Yeah. So much. Thank you for the understanding. Of course. Know. Of course. Got to be flexible. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. You have an event coming up April the 6th. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. us all about wait, 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 wait. it. You work for, who are you doing this event with? Or? The Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. Right, let's shout them out. Shout, shout out yes, to PABJ. Shout out to The oldest association of black journalists in the yes. country. Mm. The first association of black journalists in the oh, country. Oh, this major. This is history. This like, major. Right. This is, so there's a, there's a national group mm-hmm. called the National Association of Black, black Journalists. Journalists. We are the parent. We okay. are the top. Yes. For without us, there would be no PABJ. Facts. So, PABJ is leading Little the way with lesson. this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just um, seen an interview. I didn't know Jamila Hill was a, a member. Part of mm-hmm. member. I said, wow. We got some big, powerful people. Y'all I said, too. wow. I mean, we try to build pipelines to create media professionals. We have to control the medium, and the media is the message. Mm-hmm. And right. so we're trying to train people to control the message. Yes. Gotta, we got to own our own stories. That's yes. right. We do. Oh we gosh. have to tell Where our own stories. Virginia Tech. Virginia yeah, Tech. my Down brother in, went there. Yeah, go Hokie. Shout out. Blacksburg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Blacksburg where there's nothing yeah, but yeah. tech to yeah. do. Yeah, nothing, nothing but to go there. Um, um, man, this is so dope that you're doing this event. Thank you. So obviously you must be someone that's kind of immersed in the cannabis mm-hmm. industry they gave this mm-hmm. to you to kind Colors of lead of cannabis yeah yes. so the 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 the, the, can, the um event is called more than just green more than just green the right. color of cannabis mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a it's almost like a double entendre in a sense that we're you know we're talking money obviously mm-hmm. uh new frontier data which is a data hub for cannabis analytics mm-hmm. is projecting the legal marijuana industry to make nine no sorry seven billion dollars wow still billions it's a multi-billion dollar <laughs> industry in 2019 projected sales right so there's a lot of green to talk about but what's not being talked about are the people who are able to profit and make money off of it right yeah so we're talking more than just the money we're talking about what does the cannabis industry look like Mm -hmm. and how can we educate people to actually be involved not just to transition into it, but just to stay informed. Right. Tapping into the curiosity mm-hmm. through education. Mm-hmm. So that's really the, the goal of this conference on Saturday is to catch people up on the history of cannabis. Talk about what it actually was, what it's always been, and how it became such a narcotic, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then really just catching people up to say, hey, listen, we can talk about it. It's okay to talk about it. There's been a lot of trauma because of the war on drugs because of the war on drugs so So let's talk about it let's get you up to speed and let's activate the interest and then you do the work and figure Mm -hmm. out what you want to do with it Mm -hmm. so 
going down the education. So who's some of the panelists? I see y'all have a lot of panelists. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we have a lot of local people, obviously. We have a lot of powerhouse people from around the country. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I invited people, I started doing invites in February. Okay. And these are people that I've known in my network for about two years or so. I thought people would say, yeah, sure, like, I'll do it. And then I came in March and I said, hey, would you do it? And said, everyone said yes. And so I had a lot of people. Um, nationally, we have the youngest African-American woman to own a dispensary. Her name is Hope Wiseman. She's based wow. out of Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Um, What's the name of her? Um... Mary in Maine is the dispensary. Okay. We have, oh yeah, yeah. Mary she's great. Maine. She's great. That's she's cute. she's an incredible person. She's a trailblazer in her own right. Um, we have Oregon's top bud tender voted in 2017 flying out. She just so happened to be flying out to the East Coast and she's like, let me come to this and talk wow. to you about Wow, that's them. amazing. So um, her name is Tiara Darnell okay. and she's a freelance cannabis journalist and she has this podcast that she's trying to develop called, um, I think it's called like High high something or I have to figure that okay. out but okay. she has a podcast that she's uh -huh. working on too and then outside the state too we have a director of communications from the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission now this is the regulatory agency that's involved for actually creating the rules and the groundwork for Massachusetts legal and now medical marijuana market right mm -hmm. um, the cool thing about him is that he is involved in basically educating the com uh, the community about their social equity and their economic empowerment programs. This is the first mm. in the country. So you say economic, what are some of the things he's going to touch on? Do you know? Yeah, so we've talking a little bit. So the economic empowerment is basically trying to provide financial and or technical assistance mm. to people who want to apply for licenses or at least get into the cannabis industry in a legal manner. So like what types of resources and training and technical um, advice can the agency provide or at least connect with mm. so that people actually have like a working knowledge of like, okay, if I want to do this yeah. like what can what i do what are the steps yeah. and who yeah. are the connections mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he's gonna be talking a lot about that too so nationally mm -hmm. we're bringing a lot of people in will there be anyone talking about like philadelphia mm -hmm. and the okay yeah the so changes in the law i'm excited thing. because we have two representatives uh representative chris rabb and representative um jordan harris coming in to talk about what's happening um, from Harrisburg in terms of legalization mm -hmm. and whatnot too. Um, so we have two state reps. We have a bunch of just local business owners. Um, one of her, one of the local business owners is Desiree Ivy, who is a um, local business owner at a alternative wellness center called Medicinally Jointed. And she helps uh, connect patients with doctors who are certified and help get patients actually registered for the medical marijuana program. And mm -hmm. she also also uh, offers alternative wellness um, programs and all that too. So um, we got a lot of people, wow. local, national. That, like, oh my God, Tahi, like you, you're you're plugged with social media, obviously, right? Part of my job. <laughs> oh, and I'm like the one who has to take it there yet again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. We've had a passing of a really great person in the hip hop community, mm -hmm. MC Hustle. Rest in peace. And he actually was one of the, I guess, producers behind a documentary that's coming out Seavey. about Dr. C. I heard about this. And I didn't Dr. know about Seavey this. Was a world renowned holistic doctor from Honduras. From Honduras. Mm -hmm. And he was probably most highlighted through Left Eye, who was one of his patients, mm -hmm. one of his caregivers. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so 
since that, there's been so many more killings of these holistic doctors. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You know, I heard a little bit about this. About? Um, you know, it's, stay away from that. it's, you know, it's something that I've heard about like a year or two ago where someone had speculated and, and you know, this was before Nipsey mm -hmm. and everything, but like someone had speculated that people in the cannabis industry were being killed by big pharma people because they didn't want mm -hmm. um, people to disrupt that market. I can't really speak to that. You know, I haven't done my research mm -hmm. on that too. Um, I hear that Nipsey's documentary, what he's been working on, is going to be pretty revealing and interesting. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, I haven't done my research on that. And for, mm -hmm. for me, you know, working in the media is that I like to learn about facts and I want to make sure that I have my facts correct. Okay. You know? how, powerful, <laughs> how powerful is cannabis? Um, I mean, if you talk to parents who have children with epilepsy, mm. you can see it. Yeah. I mean, Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Like there are videos yes. upon videos that it shows how much it helps. Yeah, the appetite, and and not yeah. even just the flower, but the the root, the hemp. Mm -hmm. Like it's been known for years, thousands, years, right. thousands. ages. Ancient. You know what I mean? To to actually having beneficial factors and all realms of life from clothing to medicine to plastic to mm -hmm. you know you name you can create anything from it believe it or not when you think about yeah. it too is that you know california led the way in terms of legalizing for medicinal use for aids patients mm -hmm. you know wasting you know wow. people were wasting that was where mm -hmm. they 96 1996 wow I didn't know, I that. know that either. What exactly? Wow. Okay, so you know you're a part of the Black Journalist Association. Do you work for an outlet right now? Is yes, I work for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Okay. I work on their audience and engagement team. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's how that's how you transitioned here from Virginia, or was it? Before? So yeah, so before here, I worked at the Washington Post, um, and it was there at the Washington Post that I really got into cannabis. I'm a medical marijuana patient. I suffer from an autoimmune deficiency disorder called ulcerative colitis. Um, it's a really bad, just bowel disease that you know. Don't want to get into. The, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into. It. But let me just say it. It ain't bad. I mean, it's bad when it flares up. When it doesn't flare up. Life is good, good. right? You're good. I I didn't understand anything but I had access to medical marijuana when I lived in Arizona, when I lived in California, when I lived in DC. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until DC in 2017 when I went to a journalism conference and there was a, um, a editor who was um, part of this cannabis vertical in Denver because it legalized. They had already done a lot of journalism um, and storytelling and he basically said to the entire crowd, he was like, listen, the war on drugs was a lie. It was nothing but a war on people of color. You guys need to do your research. Yes, let's call it right. And so, and so he said, Definitely. do your research. There's so much accountability to be had, not just with the legal market, but with the government that peddled this propaganda, yes. and that the media played a role in exacerbating yes. and creating these lies mm -hmm. and spreading them. And how did you feel about that as a, a professional? You know, I, you know, not that I was skeptical, but I was like, okay, this guy's well known. You know, he mm -hmm. has to be talking about something, right? Right? Mm -hmm. If he has right. a job. So I started doing my own research, and that's what you do is that you just do your own research and you start realizing exactly what happened yeah, right. exactly like how this person named Harry J Anzinger who grew up in Altoona Pennsylvania by the way so there is a Pennsylvania connection okay. he was the godfather of what we now know as the war on War drugs. drugs this is pre 1968 y'all wow. this is pre this so is this is well thought out before the Reagan years well like, before this was pre 1937 when the marijuana tax acts came out like this was okay. before that this was 1920s this is 19 like this is before Sheesh. The the rabbit hole that I fell down after 2017 is what really activated my passion in educating people. Because if, you know, at the end of the day, when we're talking about legalization, when we're talking about getting our people involved in this industry, 
they cannot know how to get involved if they're not educated. And if the media is part of the message, if the media is not reaching them, then they're never going to know. So you know, part of the PABJ's mission is to educate and do community reinvestment. And part of this is what we're going to be doing is educating people so that they can spark their own curiosity and go down, maybe go down the same rabbit hole that I did. (laughs) Is there any talks of reform that's going to maybe take place at the conference or at some point in time? There's going to be people. Yeah. You know, know, I wish. Hey, shout out. Hey, if if Meek Meek is listening, come come through. Come through. You know, there's going to be people who have been involved, obviously, in the movement to legalize, um, not just for the medical purposes, for the adult use purposes yeah. as well. We're going to have people from New York. We're going to have people from Jersey. Right. We're going to have people already from Oregon and Massachusetts, which are legalized already. Yeah. So there's going to be discussions about what does a engaged community look like and how does that actually influence policymaking decisions at a state yeah. level, too. In New Jersey, you know, we saw that their bill, unfortunately, was pulled before it was voted on. Right. New York also, you know, did not have the, the push for adult use that they had hoped for. Um, um, but we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about what happens when you can get a community involved and what does that look like. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, I mean, wow. I feel like we, <laughs> we have some. And then I, I appreciate you for actually having a you know conference about this because we had literally women that were, which is airing tonight, actually, for the abuse. It was women who were sexually abused and they're all like older generational survivors. Mm-hmm. And they have a book out. So there's a lot of topics that... <laughs> We, you know, the hip hop community, certain communities just don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And right. cannabis is happening. not, yeah. but right. everyone does it. Mm-hmm. Everyone and does it's it. referenced all the time. It's always referenced. It's referenced. But how do one, right, but how do one change the minds of people who see this drug mm-hmm. as bad? It's it's a difficult thing, but you can, one thing you cannot do is shut them out. You cannot say just because you disagree with me doesn't mean I'm going to talk to you. I don't even really think people really see it as bad. It's just that what? There are people. Oh, you're saying the legal factor. Okay. You know, you do other. Yeah, there are those, but it's very far and few. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, see what you're saying. We are in a good position, especially being on the East Coast, to see what the West Coast has done, to see the research and the data. Uh You can't argue against data. When when Colorado says that teen usage has dropped and legalization, you can't argue against that. Mm -hmm. When their state departments are saying that, what are you going to argue with? Right. You can't. So it it, it isn't so Mm -hmm. much of, um, you know, arguing it's more like here's what we know already yeah. we've known this and it works and they it works it. Mm-hmm. they proved it so well, and you it. obviously can vouch because you're a patient yeah. yeah exactly i feel like every state is eventually going to get there they just got to all figure out how they're going to do it on their own it's terms. no longer a question of yeah. if it's a question of when, when. and how and, and how, how. Right. how's it going to look like yeah what's the right structure that everything be? has to work into the state guidelines unless it's a federal thing mm-hmm. but um do you feel like you want to get into dispensary um you know i i feel like working i think educationally i think it's great um and full actually for full transparency too i actually work as a part-time patient advisor at a local dispensary too i actually work at that um it's an unfortunate situation because i'm i wouldn't say i was forced to do it because i it's nice um i get to educate (laughs) i get to educate patients but the reality is is because um i was forced into a situation so to speak because of medical bills so being a patient with a autoimmune deficiency disorder i take a thing called remicade and this is an infusion it's basically um um, chemotherapy without the bad side effects. Um, I'm, I'm lucky in that regards. I take this infusion for um, six weeks, every six weeks for the rest of my life. 
Um, and every year I, I do this thing called a colonoscopy, which is just a procedure to check and make sure that everything's okay inside. Um, so what brought me to this dispensary for this part-time job is when I was in DC, before I transitioned from the Washington Post to the Inquirer, I knew I was gonna change my insurances and all that. I wanted to get my procedures and all that stuff done while I was covered. Well, it turns out that my uh, gastroenterologist put me in a hospital and an anesthesiologist that was out of network. Whoa. So you wanna you wanna you wanna know oh, about coming? You wanna that come back to insane. a twenty nine thousand dollar bill and realize you know one Jesus. you know one I'm not gonna the pay anything. Yeah, one thing, the medical. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay Can't. right now, no, but I, the the fear of just knowing yeah, right. that you can be as a medical person, you know, with a condition, if mm. it is a privilege not to be sick anymore. Yeah. It is a privilege not to have a chronic illness. And I tried to do as much as I could to not have to deal with this, and I still got hit. And so I, even though, you know, the 29000 was a scare, even though, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, I realize I need more money. And so how am I going to get my money? I'm going to talk about the things I want to talk about. So there's a dispensary here mm. that I am um, working with as a uh, part-time patient advisor to talk to patients about cannabis. And I couldn't be happier. It is a silver lining. Yeah. But, you know, I tell everybody, would I rather not have this condition and never smoke cannabis? Probably. I would rather not have this condition and never condition. think about it. That's right. Real. And not have to smoke right. cannabis. I'd be fine with that. Right. But, you know, the silver lining is I get to take cannabis and I get to talk about it. So <laughs> it could be worse. It yeah, could be worse. you're right. Right? Wow. Lessons, why you still mm-hmm. So, with that said, I know that we do have yes, a um, do. a rapid fire. So okay. I, obviously, if you know about the drop, we did. <laughs> Manuel had a great time fire. doing rapid yeah. fire. Shout okay. out to Manny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, shout out to Manny. So my rapid fire is quick. It's just gonna be one thing or the other. So okay. The first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. Is traditional radio or podcast? Podcast. Live band or acoustic set? Acoustic set. Philly or New York? Philly. Print or digital? Digital. Text or phone call? Text. Live or recorded? Live. Edible or flower? Flower. Sativa or indica? Both, because actually there's hybrids. No, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing is actually nothing. pure sativa or right. indica anymore. Oh, okay. Nothing is. Everything has been so crossbred. It is. Right. It's very. It's very, 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 very hard to find a parent. You cannot, you can no longer find the parent in many instances. It's been crossbred across the world. The world, It's been around for millions of years, so. Skinny or thick? Skinny. Instagram or Snapchat? Insta. Good book or good movie? Good book. Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. And Get Out or Us? Get Out, because I haven't seen us yet. Oh, okay. I hear, I hear us, I hear us is gory. I hear us is gory, and I'm not a, I'm not a blubber. It's not. Get out for me was like enough gore, which is like more like a psychological thriller. I wouldn't overhype it. It's not that gory. I probably. I love like. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Seen it twice. Probably going to see it a third time. Does it have Easter eggs? As soon as someone does it got Easter? Does it has like Easter eggs where like you didn't realize it until you like at the end? The crazy thing is, so for me, the second time was like I got the Easter eggs, and now. I'm gonna sit here and enjoy because I can like get the I ha- already got the gist of it. So yeah. now I can kind of like pinpoint these little things, these little Easter eggs exactly. But they say his movies have messages in them. Well, that's what we're talking about. That's the what Easter we're talking about. Yeah, like yeah, messages, yeah. Metaphor for that. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. It's okay, Ooh. boo. It's been a long day. <laughs> we gotta get my baby out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, busy and the messages. <laughs> Yeah. That's what the Easter egg he, he, message. He's, he's doing it that way, not the Easter egg. I do have to go see. I have to see us for sure. For sure. 
Look, yeah. they're crazy. It's been a, it's I'm been sorry. A long week, <laughs> yeah. It's been a long week. It's been a long Go week. Go see it. I'm I curious. Why? He's a really great uh, director, director, writer. Of yeah. Course. yeah. And I yeah. love things that make this me think. Is amazing. Like, I love to think and kind of mm-hmm. have to be like, walk away like, mm-hmm. yo, wait. Yeah. So like, you have, to, you have to sit What's and ponder, like, what did yes, I see? I want to be able to do that. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's so, why do you prefer text over call? Um, just informal. I mean, call for me is an emergency. Calls like, oh, wait, listen. Word? That's the yeah. only time you pick up a phone? <laughs> not, not like emergency, but like it's timely. Like call is like, hey, I need to know now rather than like I'm going to text and like wait and like I have a time so period. you're a millennial, clearly. How old are you? <laughs> 28. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Okay. That's why. Absolutely. Oh, no, but I, like, but I encourage, I encourage, yeah, cause that's the thing. Yeah. It's like call me if it's urgent, but text me and I'll get back to you. If it's, if it's okay. not, if it's not a time sensitive thing, then just text me and I'll but get I back to like you. But I feel like we're taking away from like mm-hmm. the interaction. It's I don't blame it. Like, well, yeah. Like, who are you? Who am I listening? Listen, in the age of social media, though, that's the entire desensitization, though, of like, listen, you're building your own brand, you're telling people, you're DMing people, like, it's all just part of the texting world, right? Like, De- phone, exactly. phone call is definitely more personal, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I will call my mom. Most times. Yeah, your mom's not taking no text. I have a question to dig deeper about that. So if you're dating, you're not going to call the person to get to know them and hear their voice and kind of know, like, are they lying to me? Like, I feel like I need to hear your tone sometimes. Because text tone can be misread. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard to read. Um, If I'm getting to know someone in that... You know, right. I feel like I need to call. Okay, so like, you know, when, when, um, you know, my girlfriend and I, when I, when we were first talking, like, I definitely wanted to move the conversation out of text. Like, I definitely didn't even want to do a phone call. I was like, let's meet face to face. Like, I'd rather do that. Mm -hmm. So like, we're talking about dating. We're talking about dating. Then let's move, let's move out of that. Let's move to face to face. Okay. Yeah. Because there are out. some people though that really live in the world of like text is their yeah. thing and they yeah. really yeah. don't talk to like I know people that are like, Yeah, I never really talked to him. We yeah. just text. What yeah. do you mean? My, you don't know how he sounds on the phone? Mm-hmm. You've been texting for three months. I wish That's catfish. <laughs> That's catfish <laughs> waiting to happen. That is a straight up catfish <laughs> waiting to happen. You ever been catfish? No, thank God. <laughs> I know Me a friend either, of mine I has, but unfortunately. Was it a bad story? He didn't have a good one, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. No, my, my, my half-brother and half-sister are um, 13 years old, so they're in a texting culture. Oh, right. Let's talk about Gen my Z. Little, Let's not no, even talk about millennials. No, Let's talk about Gen Z. Z. Wait, what's yeah. Gen Z? Oh, Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Not Jay-Z. Is it Gen Z? <laughs> <laughs> no, Gen Z. But there is, actually. Yeah. Jay-Z has his own call of people. Yeah. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Gen Z is definitely yeah. yeah. You want to talk about oh, texting culture? It's yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Like they don't look. They just away use from the phone. They like know how to do everything needs to come through the phone. Yeah. Even if they're sitting next to like their friends, it's like they're talking. My cousins through are like, phone. yeah, they're Snapchat texting right there. Sitting next to each yeah. other, like, what are y'all doing? Oh, Snapchat. Each other talk. You're sitting <laughs> there. Can you imagine that's having that's the entire internet at your hands at 10 years old? Like I didn't even that have that. I grew up with Windows 97, dial-up stuff. Now, now kids have the internet. Do you yeah. have kids or not? Oh no. All right. Not yet. Listen, I, I helped raise my brother and sister when I was 15. Um, so like I've been through that entire thing. I ain't changing another diaper anytime soon. No, thank you. That's real. Been there. So, do you feel like you get it? Are you getting a lot of support for this event? PABJ has been nothing but supportive of this. PABJ understands that this is this is a critical time. Mm -hmm. 
and a critical period for us to talk to our community about it. There's money. There's money. money. But it's not just money. That drug could do so much for people. As a medical marijuana patient, I am am an advocate for just talking about it and thinking about it as a alternative. Mm -hmm. It it is not a miracle drug. It is not going to cure things. It's not going to, you know, am I going to stop taking my Remicade for it? Absolutely not. But if it could help me, you know, with my things, which I do is stress. Stress is a trigger for me. It helps de-stress me. I need that to relax on days that I'm feeling particularly stressed. So let's talk about it. So we really, we really want to expand people's minds. And and the people who are coming to this um, conference show a curiosity enough that they want to know a little bit more. So now our job is to really bring home the information for them to come out and be like, wow, okay, let me. What can I do after this? So what causes your stress? Is it your life, yo? Life (laughs) every day. Like we all stress in here. You know, stress has done. Yeah, I mean. He woke up black. That's stressful enough. Well, oh, clarity, clarity, (laughs) clarification. I'm half black, half Indian too. I'm actually I'm Indian from India. um, I can see that. Yeah, I'm a mix. I'm biracial. Yeah. But like you know, day to day stress, man. We all work. We all grind. (laughs) We all grind. So like, I have to. I try to live a cool, calm, and collected life. Okay. Like with my job and what I do in my life is you know. For me personally, thankfully, I'm not in a position where someone's life is in my hands. So if something doesn't get done, no one's dying over it. No one's dying over my job. And I'm certainly not killing anybody with like missing a tweet. So like, I try to really, you know, the silver lining of this entire condition that I have has made me change my diet, be much more mindful of my own stress, be more mindful of my time and my energy, and then also consume cannabis when I need to. So you I said you work for the to... Inquirer, right? Mm-hmm. Are they are they um, supporting your? Do they know? Or... Oh, they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know. And I've invited people. Okay. They're they're more okay. than welcome to come out. Um, but this has been through purely the ABJ as, as a, a board member. That yeah. You see that they talk about like they have a person yeah. reporting on that too, okay. and um, I know that he has a lot of lot of stories and a lot of things that he wants to talk about mm-hmm. too. Um, I just felt that this was more appropriate through PABJ just because this, of the topic matter mm-hmm. was very much focused on communities of color and those who've been marginalized and disenfranchised by the war mm-hmm. on drugs. So awesome. that's why we want to do it through PABJ. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any after um, like any steps that you guys have in place for after this conference that you're planning to implement? I have some mm-hmm. ideas working in my head on what I want to do. I do have a grand vision. I can't really talk about it right now because well, I want to see. I want to see, but I will yeah, plug okay. this in though. I will plug this in. Is that there is another cannabis conference happening in the fall called DACO, um, and it's like the Diasporic Alliance uh something something but it's the daco conference and it is a free conference and it basically brings in the community to talk about more of the industry and how to get more into the business we're more about the educational mm-hmm. historical medical type of thing and then they're more of like the how can you actually how transition you actually your business in there so there so there is a um there is a conference coming up in the fall that we are interested in, you know, trying to figure out what we want to do with that. So. But we're going to get through Saturday. Right. I'm going to breathe yes. a little bit. I'm going to take some vacation after this. <laughs> this is my first conference ever. This is my first time oh, I've ever wow. done this. This is the first time PABJ has done yes. this. So, like, we are really charting um, or, you know, stepping into uncharted waters that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. excited about. Yeah. And this conference on Saturday is just going to be oh, awesome. Was it hard putting this event together? I have an incredible team. You can't do this alone. Nobody no, can do it. Y'all know. So, I have an incredible team. 
um, that that has been supportive, that has been also just really energized by the fact that I'm doing this too. So when you have a team that's like really believes in your yes. mission, your vision, yeah. your strategy, it doesn't yeah. really feel like work. And this that's to me, like part. even though like I'm doing like you know staying up until two, scheduling posts, you know figuring passion, out sponsors, like, you don't feel it. You just it, do right. it. You know? yeah. so I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Shout out to my team for yeah. sure. Shout out to, Shout the, out team. to the team. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let everybody know again um, where the event is, the time is taking place, on yeah. social media, mm-hmm. how they can you know learn about the Sure, night. sure. Um, the the conference website is called phillycolorofcannabis.com. Um, it is at the University City University City Science Center, which I believe okay. is at 3675 Market Street. Okay. It goes from 9 a.m. to 4 4:30 p.m. Um, breakfast is catered from 9 a.m. to 10:30 because we try and to treat our people. people. Oh, we are trying. No, to, we're trying to feed people. We're trying to feed people. And then on top of that, if you get there before 10:30 a.m. and we're encouraging people to come before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. 10:30, we're giving out raffle tickets, right? And these raffle tickets are for two things. One, we have um, the organizer of the National Cannabis Festival from D.C coming up for this okay. and she's gonna be moderating our war on wow. drugs panel i'm excited her name is caroline she's amazing um she's doing um she's giving away two free tickets to her cannabis festival wow um on 420 so we're gonna be raffling yeah. that oh, and then yeah Ooh. it's on 420 ludicrous uh-huh. is headlining her uh her festival oh, by the way Chris. yeah what? yeah check it out national cannabis festival shout out um dc I think I get um yeah dc it's gonna be great so we're raffling two two tickets to that for free so if you come early you get your raffle you might you'll be entered to try that and then medicinally joined to desiree ivy who has the alternative wellness um center here she is offering a free consultation to a certified doctor for medical marijuana or a service of equal value as well too so if you win that and you and you have a chronic illness or you have a one of the 21 conditions that would qualify for you you basically can get a free consultation and then get a a medical marijuana card out of that so two really good items to encourage people to come early breakfast is involved we got speakers we have just a whole litany of topics that we're gonna be talking about it's gonna be eight sessions so from 9 a.m. to 4:30 p.m., there'll be a little happy so you hour. Really after that. Yeah. The drop is gonna the be there now. If someone there. doesn't purchase tickets ahead of time, can they? You still can pay buy. The door? Yes, yes, okay. and 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 I will let people know that you can use the code PABJ for a discount. We're giving discounts. I know, Thank like you. the the types of um the, the price tickets and everything like that we're trying to be sensitive to the barrier of, of, of entry for costs. Um, and we've hit our good sponsorship goals. We've hit everything <laughs> in terms. So now we can actually offer some really good discounts. So PABJ. That's great. $15 off. Yeah, check it out. PhillyColorOfCannabis.com is where you'll get all your information on this, on the people that we're bringing, the tickets and all that. And so when you go to the Eventbrite, you can enter that code. And you'll now, what kind of breakfast? Toast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> continental. To continental. <laughs> we're talking, oh we're talking about continental <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> steak with eggs and cheese. There will be your protein. You'll get your protein. You'll get a protein. You'll protein get your protein. And you'll get some protein. coffee. Some you'll coffee. get some orange juice. Some tea. This place that it's we're bringing great. people to, listen, you better eat before. it'll be good. It'll Bring be good. Doors open at nine, so everybody come out for sure. Look, we are definitely excited for you. And Thank you. Anytime you have anything going on, just know the Drop Night Show is always here. Oh, for sure. Appreciate it, guys. We are definitely family now. Thank so, you. Um, congratulations. And find the Drop Night Show. Where can they find us, Tam? You can find the Drop Night Show. You can find the Drop Night Show on Instagram. The handle is the Drop Night Show on the in- on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And also, you can find us at Water Ice Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. So, we will see y'all next week. Before we go, uh, how does PABJ play a role in you being a member? Me being a member? 
Um, so when I first came to Philly last year, I knew I didn't have a network here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anybody here. I didn't know any black journalists or black media professionals. And so a friend of mine said, hey, you should connect with PABJ's president and they'll get you in and you'll have a network. You can build a network. So when I met with um, then president Melanie Roy, who used to work for KYW, yeah. um, she brought me in. She was like, come to our membership meeting. We have one every Tuesday. Um, and this was back in what, April of 2018. Um, I went there and I just started talking to people and people were, you know, were interested in what I was doing in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when like, why are you here? Why are you leave the Washington Post to come here? Yeah, and I'm just like, right? there's opportunity here. Right. And there's, there's, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a way to make change right. and there impact here. PABJ yes. has been such a supportive group of just people who want to tell stories, who want to do good, who want to educate people, who want right. to inform people. So the network that they provide, the, the people that we're bringing in, and just the inclusive um, the inclusive uh, space that we provide at Pipeline Philly. We just have a residency now that we got for, for, so for oh, the next, next two years. We are in Pipeline Philly. So every second Tuesday of the month, we have our membership meetings there. I'm gonna we are be providing there, a space the there for people. One. It's great. It's Is been that su- next week then? Next, uh, yeah, so April 9th. Uh, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. It starts. Come through. No, 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 because we've Come been through. talking. Like, I definitely... Yeah. Pipeline Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I work at Philly PR Girls, yeah. so yeah. Come through. Come okay. through. Okay. And I forgot to plug in, too. So, PHL Cannabis is where you guys can find us on um, Instagram and Twitter, too. Okay. On Instagram, we're yes. showing... We're, we're plugging in all the speakers and panels okay. so people know ahead of time what they're getting themselves And is there about. something they can tag, like, if they come Oh, Philly Cannabis is the hashtag. Okay. Philly Cannabis is the hashtag. PHL Cannabis is our, is our gram and our Twitter. Nice. There you, sure. have it. There you have it. There you got well, it. We're going to definitely try to make it on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Chappelle. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you so for much. having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah I course. learned yeah. a lot tonight. <laughs> for real. I'm Thank quite you. sure if we had more time, we have really more questions. <laughs> yeah. We would probably more roll up right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Shoot. <laughs> it's been a long week, y'all. It's been a long week.